We are on to week eight here, WindDailySports.com. This is all sponsored by the Sharp app. Go to sharp.link, and you can check out all the ways to download the Sharp app, whether it is the Google Play Store or the Apple App Store. And also be sure, WDS.one slash live week. You can use that to get a one-week free trial here at WindDailySports, and you can use that one-week free trial to get the optimizer, which we use a lot here, and we're going to use when it comes to finding the best quarterbacks and stacks for week number eight, my name is John Jansen. Being joined by Tony Cotillo at T Cotillo twenty three. Tony, we got uh, the, there's some better games this week. Uh, last <laughs> week that was that was crap. I don't even want to. I don't even want to go over last week. The all the games sucked. Everything sucked about last week. However, though, uh, this is looking to be a better week. And so I'll ask you, where are we kind of starting with uh, with our quarterbacks and stacks here? How about we praise first of all? Glad to be back. Been a little sabbatical, so you know, yeah, every day got a little things going on, but all good now. But let's praise the almighty Joe Barrow. And oh, I'll yeah. tell you, man, right? <laughs> I get listen, the first thing that shot off, and you know, John, you look at you look at the early slate, you look at a little bit of a late slate, you got 13 games, and I'm like, okay, what games stick out to me? And right away I see Cincinnati and the Jets, and I'm like, okay, what Joe Barrow must be eight thousand. I look seventy one hundred, and I'm like, wow. Okay, and then you'll pull up his stats, and you see how consistent he's been. Listen, he's he's throwing at 71% completion rate. That is unheard of. He looked like an absolute Hall of Famer last week. He really yeah, did. He really did. Yeah. Uh, and, well, and the players around him, like Jamar Chase is looking like a, an elite wide receiver, and T. Higgins looking like a really good number, too. So, yeah, it's, yep. it's looking great in Cincinnati. Yeah, so I, I, my first that listen quarterback. I mean Joe Burrow. He he just bleeds off the paper to me. Like just just money, 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 money to me. He's bleeding green. And then you look at the running back situation. So here's the interesting thing, John. So if we go, I know we're quarterbacks and stacks. So I'll just talk about stack real fast. Yep. Is what about you know Joe Mixon is who he is. But what if you were able to get Pirine in there for forty nine hundred? possibly a blowout game you see what happened against baltimore last week he was very serviceable i mean you can get these guys for really good value if you want to stack jamar chase joe barrow and get a guy like piron instead of putting joe mix in there yeah i'm all i'll say is this about cincinnati if you are afraid let's just say to put in cincinnati because uh the game script maybe isn't going to be in their favor the game script is going to be more towards running the ball because they're going to have the lead most of the time they're going to have a big lead and probably put up 30 points mostly through the passing game they only have five rushing touchdowns this season the rest all of it is through the air. That's just what this team is. And no matter what game script, it's always going to be Joe Burrow throwing the ball because that's what they do best. And that's how they're going to put up. If you think 30 points against the New York Jets, that's how they're going to do it through Joe Burrow and those two wide receivers. Now, I th- at least we could say at this point, like if you are maybe going to do some type of stack with Cincinnati, uh, I don't think it can be Tyler Boyd. I think now it's pretty proven that they they are strictly going to the outside. And Joe Burrow doesn't need help with checking down, especially in a game like this where they don't have – they're probably not going to have much pressure. Uh, so I, I imagine Joe Burrow is going to have plenty of time to throw downfield, and he's been getting it downfield to Jamar Chase, to T. Higgins. And those guys are getting most of the targets as well. Well, I think the stat is he had 36 passes last week and 32 of them went to wide receivers. So I think the wide receivers are finding this one. And so is, uh, 
so is Joe Burrow because, I mean, honestly, they're going to have maybe 30-some points in this game, and I guarantee you it's all through the running, uh, all through the passing game. 100%. And I, I just love that Barrow has been able to come back and look really good after a really scary injury. And I love yeah. that Jamar Chase is just – taken over i mean listen you know we've talked about all preseason who's going to be that number one guy and and this is why i kept i was fixated on jamar chase being that number one guy because he already had the relationship right yep. and here's another thing john what don't don't leave out the tight end and cj uzuma right i mean here's a guy two out of the last three weeks is in actually three out of fours in double digit points so if you want a cheap tight end at 3700 uh for the cincinnati bengals Go go dial up CJ. He he's about to uh, give you some Mo Al Cox numbers. <clears throat> there is a big chance for touchdowns here. I think for uh, for CJ Uzuma. So where else are we going with stacks? I know I do I, I do have one that I like um, that that's a little bit uh, somewhat of a value stack, but. Washington's so bad at this point. Like this defense is getting torched by everybody. And I do I do truly understand like the concern of Teddy Bridgewater because he's he hasn't looked good. So I, I get the I get the concerns, but he's going to just be so favorable in this matchup because Washington they stink. Like every single team so far has been able to put up points against them. You know, I think you can have uh, you're in line for a pretty good day for Teddy Bridgewater and Jerry Judy coming back from injury. You know, he's most likely I, I know he's he's priced at four point nine K. He's most likely going to be one of the top guys along with Cortland Sutton. Uh, so I think you can actually find a stack there where Teddy Bridgewater, Jerry Judy, if you're going again, if you're going for Denver Chief stack, I think Judy would be the one and not Sutton because he's priced up a bit. But then also Noah Fon as well. Like those are the three guys that you can maybe make a little bit of a short of a you know a cheap stack and you can start building around some of the other top guys on this slate but that would be one I'd go cheap just don't be don't be scared of the fact that it is Teddy Bridgewater and that this this offense really hasn't been that great because every single offense has been good against Washington so I would not be afraid of that yeah, and, and I mean, here's the thing. The, the biggest thing about Bridgewater is you just need him to be Teddy. I think he tried to do way too much last week. And yeah. when you see and still right, had close he, to 300 yards, right? Like, it yeah, wasn't. Well, well lay, listen, here's the problem. So, the week before against Vegas, he throws for 335 yards and he's 71%, right? Last week, he only throws for 187 yards. So, uh, my biggest concern about Teddy is over the last four games, his average per attempt is under six. To me, that listen again, that could be because they're missing Jerry Judy. That could yeah. be because they're missing KJ Hamlin. Right? There, there could be a lot of factors into that, right? So, but I, I get your point. Washington, I, I cannot believe that they've been that bad on a defensive side of yeah, the ball. I mean, truly we, horrible. We all thought like, that to come in and just dominate again this year. Yep. Yeah, they've been truly horrible, and I think that we have to continue to kind of, kind of play teams against them like they are a bad defense. Uh, so I do, and if you look at the optimizer, you look at the projection model. You know, Teddy Bridgewater is considered one of the best values this week, and it's mostly just because of the matchup. It's not anything he's doing. Trust me, I know that. Like I'm, I'm very well aware that it's not Teddy Bridgewater that I'm, I'm playing here, and just because of the way he's playing. It's a lot of just Washington really bad. So another one I have to go to, maybe not, maybe not a stack. I don't know. Maybe the, the Atlanta Falcons, um, their offense is starting to get better. In Carolina, we're seeing a ton of regression from them, both offensively and defensively. 
you know, do you maybe want to take a chance on a stack like this? I know this game isn't going to be very many points, so this isn't one you're also game stacking, but I'm just seeing a very clear path for Calvin Ridley. I'm seeing a clear path for Kyle Pitts. Like those two are, are becoming, and I know Russell Gage has been getting involved in it because he's back as well, but I just see this offense doing very well. Matt Ryan actually having a pretty solid season right now that, you know, Calvin Ridley and Kyle Pitts are the top guys, and it just seems like they're in line for a lot of targets in this one, and no matter what game. So uh, it's just de- depending on how much you think the Panthers' defense is going to to regress. No, I like it. I, I do. And I, I like you said targets, which is what I'm looking at. You know, Calvin Ridley, 44 targets in four games, right? I mean, you, you take out week five and six, still 44 <laughs> targets in four Jeez. games. So the guy is being targeted like a monster, and we're seeing Kyle Pitts' coming out party right now. We're, we're seeing why he was so good in Florida, right? And, and talk about targets. You're talking about 27 targets in three games for Kyle Pitts. So, again, this is a really good matchup that you point out, John, because you got 6,600 for Kyle Ridley, 6,300 for Kyle Pitts. And then, you know, maybe, listen, I don't know. Do you want to go Cordell Patterson, 6,200? I think it's a little rich for my blood. Uh, but I do like the Matt Ryan, $5,900 number. Uh, he is starting to come on, <clears throat> excuse me, in that, um, in that Arthur Smith uh, offense, finally. Yeah, and there are a couple other uh, places here I'm looking at. Teams just against bad defenses, and I'm interested in which one you'll be interested the most. And this is all going within context of what is the game script going to be like? Uh, Is it going to be a game where they put up a lot of points through the air? But a couple ones. Obviously, the Dolphins' defense is bad. They're going up against Buffalo, good passing offense. The Colts' passing offense getting better. They're going up against a really bad secondary and the Tennessee Titans. And I hate to say it, but like Seattle's secondary is also really bad. And Jacksonville is starting to put things together offensively. All those, I think, three stacks I like for different reasons. But out of those three, or maybe there's another one uh, that I'm not looking at. But which one of those do you like? Uh, you you stole my Indiana, Indianapolis Thunder. I was all in. Yeah. Um, I agree with you. I, I've really, because all their numbers are low, right? We have to keep an eye on Jonathan Taylor, banged up with his ribs. Uh, if he plays, he's going to be your highest price guy at 7,200. But you can get a quarterback in Carson Wentz, and I know it kills us in Philadelphia, but we knew <laughs> this was going to happen, John. We knew yeah. this was going to happen, right? I think we figured out uh, yeah, yeah. it was probably going to happen. <laughs> exactly. And <laughs> Here's what I like about Carson Wentz when it comes to DFS. And again, he's going to be a low ownership guy. He's a low value guy, but he's probably the most consistent guy across the board over the last four weeks. He's giving you easily every week. He's going to give you about 250 on average and two touchdowns. You know, you can bank that, take it to the bank every single week. And for 5,700, it's a really good play. And then you look at Michael Pittman Jr. I mean, maybe you go <clears throat> Mo Alley Cox. At 3,200, Michael Pittman Jr., 5,300. That's not a bad number. Michael Pittman Jr. has been pretty good. So I I do like the Indianapolis stack, especially against that porous, porous Tennessee defense right now. Yeah, I I do like it. It's just, yeah, the Tennessee defense bad. And look, I expect Tennessee's offense because they've, I'll I'll admit, Tennessee's offense has been good. Why you don't go for a quarterback stack in this game? I just, I think Indianapolis defense is pretty good, but you're, you're seeing that this is all Derrick Henry. This is a, this is the Derrick Henry show. Uh, We're seeing AJ Brown get more involved, but not enough to want him in a stack in this game. The Ryan Tannehill, only seven touchdowns, five picks this season. Uh, And AJ Brown, again, limited time for AJ Brown. I know he's heard a couple games, but just 354 yards, two touchdowns. Of course, it's all Derrick Henry and Derrick Henry, if all goes well, could have 
over a thousand yards on the season by the time this game is done, which is just, it's just stupid. And that's, that's just stupid to think about. Um, But where are we, I guess, going for avoids? I'll say this um, about, because I know that another cheap one might happen is the Lions. And I think people Uh, might want to go to, I don't want to do that. Uh, I actually think the Texans are going to put up a little bit more of a game against the Rams and, or uh, the, uh, Texans are, yes, going to put up a little bit more of a game against the Rams because Tyrod Taylor's back and he was actually playing well. Not saying that they win it, but like I think it's going to be another another weird game for the Rams the same way it was against Detroit. Uh, so I'm not loving going back to them, uh, to be all that honest with you. Uh, but what are some other avoids here? And I think another avoid for me would be Tampa Bay against that Saints defense. Oh, see, you're, you're, man, you are, you're all over with me tonight, John. You are. I love it because that's the first part. I know what I'm doing. Right. Well, you're in New Orleans, <laughs> right? You're yeah. in Sean Payton, right? Sean Payton's going to try everything he can to mess with the psyche of Tom Brady. And I'm not saying that Tom Brady's not going to produce, but if you're expecting Tom Brady to go in for that 250, 300, four or five touchdown game, I don't think that's going to happen. Uh, you know, history always repeats itself. And if you look back historically, when these two teams play, or even Brady plays the Saints, he has a decent game, but it's not that overpowering game. Exactly. Right? That's what I'm afraid of. It's it's just it's yep. gonna be a little bit of a of a struggle. They could end up putting up 28 points, but I think it's gonna be a grind to get there. And you know, I just don't think there's gonna be a, a huge ceiling of a 300 yard, you know, three, four touchdown game for Brady. I, I honestly just don't I don't see that happening. No, I agree with you. But one but one I you know, get back to you know, not avoiding, but a, a sleeper stack to me, I like this week is the New England Patriots. And yeah, again, yeah, they're popping off in the model too. Right. And and then Mac Jones, 5,200. You you look at what they've been able to do to Mac Jones. He's been fantastic in his last four games. Right. Last week was his lowest at 66%, but he was averaging 73% completion rate up to that point. It, you know, he's got a nice nine to six touchdown to interception ratio for a rookie for that team who essentially, John, doesn't have a lot of arms, I mean, a lot of hands to throw to, right? I mean, they've given him decent guys, Hunter Henry, Johnny Smith, you know, Jacoby Myers, I get it. They saw big uh, free agents on it was Kendrick Bourne. He's the long guy. Every now and then he pops off, but I really like this play. The Chargers got lit up against Baltimore a few weeks ago. We watched it. We thought it was going to be the game of the week, and it wasn't, right? So (laughs) I think if you look at these values, 5,200 for Mac Jones. Jacoby Myers, 5,100. Hunter Henry, 4,200. I mean, right there, if you just leave out the running back position because you don't know, is it going to be Ramadre Stevenson? Is it going to be Damian Harris? Depending on Because it's always Bill Belichick. You never know. But I think you can get a really cheap, valuable stack right here with new England against the Chargers that not a lot of people are going to play. Yeah, no. And again, I it's popping off in the model a little bit here. Mac Jones, uh, in terms of projections, he's a top five quarterback in terms of projected points. Uh, so yeah. And he's one of the best value on the boards uh, on the board as well. Uh, so yeah, I, I think Mac Jones is certainly the model is agreeing with everything you said there. Uh, but the only one I'll, I'll say to um, a, a couple of things, I'm not going to the lions. I just I know it's it's no it's really tempting because mm. you could probably get a, a real cheap stack off of them and you could probably get like I, I'm fine with if you just want to play solo DeAndre Swift, but like I don't want to go too involved in like, oh, I can be really sneaky here in a game with a, a total of 48 
and thinking that I can just get, you know, put Jared Goff in, uh, put maybe TJ Hawkinson in and DeAndre Swift and thinking like that's the stack. I'm a little bit concerned about this game that it's just not all, it, it's probably going to be ugly on both sides. To be honest yeah. with you. Like I'm really concerned that this is just an all around terrible, ugly football game. Uh, I know, you know, things are going well with the Eagles, but things aren't really going well with the, the lions. I know they're close in games, but they're losing them for a reason. Like they're still making a ton of mistakes. And the other one is Jacksonville. I, I, I want to highlight the fact that Jacksonville's passing offense is getting better. I think Trevor Lawrence, Look, Mac Jones is doing great, but Trevor Lawrence is in a situation where nothing's perfect and he's asked to do a lot. And I think he's starting to flourish uh, the past couple of weeks. I think he's looked great in the pocket. I think he's looked great outside of the pocket as well, throwing the ball on the run. And he's been able to get the ball downfield pretty accurately. So I guess that Seattle secondary. I know it's a little bit of a tough game in Seattle, uh, but I think Trevor Lawrence has been doing well enough. I think you can get maybe close to a 300-yard game for Trevor Lawrence uh, and a couple of scores. It's the only thing that hasn't been happening is the scores, but uh, he's certainly getting the yards, and I think he gets the ball downfield and into the end zone uh, as well. So, Tony Jigsaw Cotillo, that'll wrap things up here for the quarterbacks and stacks. WindailySports.com, WDS.1 slash live week is what you can use to get a one-week free trial here at Windaily Sports. Be sure to stay here on our YouTube channel because coming up next, we got some NBA preview action coming to you. Ghost and I are going to be helping you set some DFS lineups for tonight. That's coming up next here on WindailySports.com.